welcome to Reframe and Rewire Greatness Through Daily Routine. This podcast is designed to alter your mindsets and transform your day-to-day from the second you open your eyes to you close them at night, adapting what I would call a success routine. This series is liable to change your life. And it's never the big things that you do, but the littlest things you do every day that make the biggest difference. And now, on to the podcast. Thank you for joining. Well, welcome back to the podcast as we continue in the series on destructive leadership habits. And I hope this has been helpful to you, and I hope that you're willing to share it with other people. I went through the list of what we've covered so far yesterday, so I won't do that again. Uh, But if you are just joining us, I would encourage you to listen from the beginning. We've had a lot of information, a lot of content in this topic that I so love teaching on, and that is leadership and how it impacts people. To me, leadership is a privilege. It's not a title. Uh, It's not a game. It's not a uh, position that that deserves uh, some kind of uh, uh, recognition. Um, It is is a a position of privilege that uh, we, we earn, but uh, we should never take for granted because the people that, that we're influencing are counting on us to treat them with the utmost respect, to encourage them, and to pull the best out of them. So this has been a, a valuable list of destructive habits that I've seen over the years, and I hope that you're benefiting from it as well. Well, to, uh, before we signed off yesterday, I told you I had an announcement to make. I've got an interesting email sent to me uh, from Welp magazine in London, England. Uh, Apparently, they had uh, rated me as top 20 in structuring podcasts, which (laughs) was really quite a surprise. I did a little research on Welp. Apparently, it's a well-known magazine in London, England. And uh, this is the type of thing they do is look for material out there that's making an impact. And, um, interestingly, I don't mention this very often either, but, but according to the dashboard of my podcast, um, this reaches globally. So it's, uh, this podcast uh, uh, reaches you know, Europe, and you know, so that would be England. We're <laughs> found by the magazine here. Asia and South America and North America and... Uh, I think there's a couple other countries involved there too, but it's an honor. It's an absolute honor, and I'm so grateful and humbled by that. Um, additionally, Listen Notes has listed me as a top 10% in global podcasts, so that's also interesting. So I, I hope that you feel that way too and that you will share this with others who may benefit from it as well. We are up to over 60,000 downloads, I believe. Anyways, uh, getting on with the topic for today um, we, we, I really want to kind of piggyback some of the information we shared yesterday. We were talking about how we make people feel. So I want to add a little bit more to this. And, uh, you know, we, we talked about uh, more or less how leaders communicate with their teams and how, you know, how they make them feel. And, you know, a lot of times can be overly critical, looking for the bad stuff. But there's another piece to this, a couple more pieces of this I think we should add. One is, um, you know, we all have our moods, right? We all have our bad days. We all have things happen to us that, you know, create uh, some kind of trauma that we have to sort through, get through. And, uh, and, and in case of leaders, a lot of times they, they can't necessarily take a day off. I mean, obviously they can in certain circumstances, uh, but it, they become, they feel like they, they need to be there a lot. And uh, usually they have to answer to somebody that would require them to be there a lot. So even if, say, there's a loss in the family or, or some kind of a serious illness going on in their household um, or they're having financial issues or they've had some kind of devastation, they still have to be at work, Okay. 
And as leaders, you know, we're going to have those bad days as well as those good days. But if we are really going to make an impact, we that's, our, that's an opportunity to set an example. And if we're really that bad off, then we need to take the day off, right? But a leader needs to keep their emotions in check and not let their bad day become everyone else's bad day. They can't go on a rampage, right? Um, even worse is being an, an emotional tyrant or using angry outbursts as a way of managing people. And I was describing a bit of a story about that yesterday from a situation that I, I had seen and, and, again, had the privilege of working with this leader. who was a, really a good man, um, but struggled with some of this kind of stuff. And if, if, you're, if, if those you're around are uncertain about what kind of emotional monster you're going to be, they're going to think twice about about approaching on anything, you know, whether it's a creative idea, a solution, or even an issue that really needs to be dealt with. And then guess what happens? You're not informed. You 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 know, if you become unapproachable like that, then you really are cutting your own throat in your business and in your leadership and in your ability to move forward and to have a productive team. And um, you know, that's also true in the household. So again, back to that personal application, it counts either way. Another quick piece that I want to share with you before I run out of time is leaders that try to be a know-it-all. Oh my goodness. You know, I can't tell you how many times that I've realized I cannot do it alone. I, in fact, I am nothing without my team. I really am. I need their expertise. That's the reason I hired them. I need their input. It's extremely valuable. And I appreciate it when they come to me with ideas I never would have thought of. And we've got to flip that perception and stop thinking about it as, oh my gosh, I'm a leader. I've got to know everything. No, you don't. You do not. Okay? You just don't. <laughs> Have you ever worked for someone who's never wrong? The kind of person who sees himself as an expert and everything? And, you know, chances are they're thinking they, they got to be because, after all, they're the leader, right? That's actually, I see that more in young, new leaders than I do in, in, in older, more experienced leaders. But it doesn't mean it doesn't happen in all framework. Uh, but this kind of situation often results in very disenchanted employees who are left to cope with the leader's arrogance and, and can do nothing about it because the leader won't listen or even hear any ideas. And to make matters worse, know-it-all bosses are frustrated because they feel like no one appreciates them. No one wants to hear their vision or the ideas. Nobody wants to follow. So now here comes the blame game, right? You know, on my team, they won't listen to anything I have to say. You know, they're, you know so-and-so is, is always obstinate. They, they won't. Well, let's look in the mirror, shall we? Let's just take a moment and look in the mirror. Uh, if you have a suspicion this might be you, it might be time to check maybe some of the tendencies or habits and patterns that you've created. The best leaders are confident enough to admit when they don't have all the answers and wise enough to get more information, no matter who they get it from, and hopefully from their team, but, you know, if not, fine, from peers or whatever, before they make decisions that hurt their people. All right, so I'm going to close out on that piece of it, but we'll come back tomorrow. i got a little bit more for you. This is Michelle Steffes reframe and rewire challenging you to rise higher as a leader thank you for joining